is it just me, guys, or are all these conversations Gunner interjecting some bold ideas Statement? and arguing with us about it? Yes, a lot of them have. Are you saying that that's all? I, I just I have a feeling that Gunner likes to stir up controversy, and it doesn't matter about what. It does I, matter. I, I think I just, Thor, can we kick Thor out of the group? Is there an agreement to kick Thor out? I can leave. No, I don't want you to. Okay. I want you to be proud of what we're doing here, Thor. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm proud and of it. And on that day, our membership decreased by... 25%. <laughs> it's the mass exodus and it's just Thor. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm taking all my followers with me. 25% of the followers. Man, we have only three listeners. Actually, I do have a strong opinion about a lot of things, Thor. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, I, I know. But I find that gonna, you I'm can... Gonna, I'm dis- going to find your note, okay? Thor, you can dissuade me better than most people, so... Dissuade I can talk to him to stuff. That you normally couldn't, you normally wouldn't do. Now, why am I wearing my underwear on my head again, Nathan? <laughs> That's my underwear. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. Today we're going to talk about Rajneesh Param. Now this is a, a unique cult. Well, I guess they're all unique, kind of. But this is an anti-religion, right? They, they're not... They don't believe in a, a specific deity. Um, they, in fact, preach against organized religion because they're quite prudish. And this is a this That's, is they're prudish, so they no, not this cult. Oh. They're, they're saying organized religion religions oh, are, prudish. are prudish. Okay, yeah, this one is a sex cult. So, and now we're incorporating. <laughs> uh, how many sex cults have we been hitting, guys? Uh, not enough. I think not that enough. most cults have sex in it, don't yeah. they? Like, it's oh, a big part of it. There's, yeah. there's a large part of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, this, this one is not so focused on just the leader's ability to have sex. It's kind of for everyone, for their emotional health. Uh, this was started by Chandra Mohan Jain. Where's he? Is he from India? India, yeah. No, okay. Mm-hmm. How did this guy start his cult? Well, let's let's start with his life. Okay, so he's known most famously as Bhagwan Rajneesh. Okay. Right? Um, he's also known as Akarya Rajneesh and later Osho. Actually, that the order's a little bit reversed. Bhagwan was between Osho and Akarya. Anyway, so he was born in 1931. I didn't write down what where in India he was born. It's okay, we but don't know India yeah, we well enough. Know. Yeah, but he had an intimate relationship with death, right? From an early age, he had to deal with his, I think his grandparents' death. Oh, okay. I thought you were like intimate, like he and her, mm. like kissed. No, like no. intimate, like death God is on a microphone like it, right he, now. He had to. That's, oh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, like in, okay. And uh, he received a, uh, a, a prophecy from an astrologist okay. that said he was going to die at a certain age. Uh, what, what age was that? It was like 20 or something. I can't remember. As that day approached, he felt a kind of dread that this was going to happen to him. And uh, on that day, he 
was in kind of a, a meditative state, kind of kind of peace because he'd made he made peace with the fact that he was going to die that day. And that was when it kind of awoke in him that uh, a kind of a an enlightenment, a mini enlightenment, that you don't need to be afraid of death, that you that you should spend more time worrying about life, about living. And I think that was kind of the seed of what happened later. So as he grew up, he um, was a very philosophical-minded person, and he uh, became a philosophy major at, in the, at the university and a public speaker and started speaking about his beliefs about meditation and about his own views on enlightenment. Is this still in India? Yeah, okay. it, it was in India for, for quite a while, most mm-hmm. of his life. And he also spoke about public figures of the time, like uh, Gandhi, um, Hitler, and, and things like that. He liked Gandhi, but he felt like he, he disagreed with him on almost every point. He, he said he worshipped poverty. And Rajneesh felt that he, instead you should worship life. You should live life with zeal and, you know, opulence and... Um, What's opulence? Uh, the good the whole the good stuff the rich things in yeah. life see i think those are nice home, those are different nice things cars. though living living life with zeal and then living it with opulence opulence uh, to me just says you it is two different things guys oh You're is it right am here. i right uh-huh. okay. yeah, uh-huh. yeah yeah so but i think they're contradictory no, no, no not at all they're not, yes, they they're are. not necessarily yes, <laughs> does, yes they are but yeah okay. but he but he came Never to mind. uh to idealize um, democracy versus like socialism and and other forms of government, um, not democracy per se, but capitalism. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it provided freedom to to become as you know as rich as, as rich you as you wanted want. to. In uh, 1971, Mumbai. That he, was the year I was born, guys. Was it? He he developed a. Uh, a meditation practice called dynamic meditation, which involved like five steps. It usually started with with rapid breathing, you know, wearing wearing a blindfold, and then rapid breathing through your nose for ten minutes. Ten more minutes of catharsis. Basically, after you're done with that, gonna let go of something. You're gonna cry. You're gonna shout. Going to laugh. Whatever comes out for ten minutes, and then for the third ten minutes. You jump and shout, whoo. While still being blindfolded? Yes, all while being blindfolded. And then you sit motionless for 15 minutes. And then you dance and celebrate for 15 minutes. Sounds pretty good. That's like a whole afternoon. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> sound like meditation to me. It caught on, I guess. And, and there, were, there were a bunch of uh, meditations that, that he prescribed. But he, he had strong feelings about the benefits of meditation in life. And... And taught uh, how to how to live good life and how how to transcend psychoses that that we cling on to, and and most of all, he about like sexual repression. He felt like people should be free to express themselves sexually. He felt like religions that restricted people's sexual expression or any kind of psychological expression created a kind of pressure. That instead of enabling people to control that, it caused people to obsess about it. Yeah, I feel like any... There's a lot of cults that kind of 
teach that. Like, mm-hmm. we're all so repressed. It's usually cult leaders who think that mm-hmm. they're going to get some. Yeah. Well, that are okay with it. Yeah. So he started a commune, that, and that was the, the beginning of Rajneesh Puram in uh, Pune Ashram in 1974. There was a woman that was part of this this group called Ma Anand Sheila. She was very straightforward, for very, um, not firm, but she, she was very opinionated, and she usually got what she wanted. After she became widowed, her, her husband died of cancer, she became uh, Bhagwan Rajneesh's personal executive secretary, basically. A.K.A. wife or A.K.A. lover. I'm sure. I'm sure she was that. But you have to realize everybody in this commune were everybody's lover. There wasn't really a marriage pact per se. They could have that, but it was just between them. And and some of their meditative practices were just like, oh, could be free for all orgies. It could be. Lots of things. I don't think that orgies are really meditative. Are well, they? It depends on if you have a blindfold or not. Is that what it is? I don't know. I, I've never been in one, so it, I couldn't give you. No, I'm just it saying. Is. Like it was never described that way. It was basically said said that it was an experimental session where people were encouraged to explore. Their, their sexual desires. So it like kind of sounds like an orgy. Experimenting is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he became known in Pune, uh, India, as a sex guru because of this, because of his, his uh, opinions about that. You know, but in India, isn't sex, I mean, they've got the, what, the Karma Sutra? Karma Sutra. Karma Sutra. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, they've got things like that going on in the... Well, they're, so they're really puritanical like in their mm-hmm. beliefs. Like, they're, it was a really big scandal when, I think it was George Clooney went over there. He starred and he met an actress and gave her a kiss. Or it was like, he did something and it was like, it became news over there. Because that's just not, you don't just kiss someone you're not married to. I mean, mm-hmm. they have really puritanical mm-hmm. views right. over there. Okay. You can do anything in the bedroom, you just don't show it. That's not 100% true. It's true enough for this podcast. Anyway, people flocked in from all over the world. They would come to to India and they would they would get a uh, I can't remember how they how they got got visas, but the government kind of caught on to it after a an while. An orgy visa. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's it has well, it has like the position the, the position that you're prescribing to come and visit for. <laughs> Why are you here for? Oh, I'm here to join an orgy. This is the Congress of the Cal Card. Okay, come on in. <laughs> but yeah, they were they were exploiting um, some laws to to gain citizenship in in India, and the government caught on to that and uh, removed their tax exempt status. You can't be tax exempt anymore. And oh, by the way, you owe us back taxes. So Rajneesh Puram was no longer a tax exempt organization. And the new sannyasins that joined the group were denied visas. Sannyasins? Is that yeah, the that's name? What they they yeah, that's, what, that's what they call themselves. Though. Okay. And, and because they were just growing like crazy, they, they couldn't stay within their confines. It was time to move. It was time to move. Um, yeah, they, they went to Oregon. Oh, almost. Almost California. Oregon, wow. Yeah. So they uh, they bought like forty thousand acres of land in two counties. It was just like some small outside of some small yeah. town. It was like just yeah. a few thousand people in that town. Yeah, for like five million bucks, 
And uh, yeah, they, they started building outside this little town. When they moved in, they started like basically pushing people around. Just what they, they got, they expected to be treated well and they expected to, for people to do what they, whatever they wanted. So they were just kind of taking over, and the locals didn't like that. Were, were, were the, did they have a bigger population than this town? I, I can't remember how many I at, moved in. I think at first they were just saying, they got their permit saying, okay, we're going to have a small yeah. place up in the mountains, yeah. and we're going to have some, and they got permits to have some outbuildings yeah. and, and that kind of stuff, and then it kind of developed mm-hmm. into something yeah. more than that. They had maybe a thousand people. D- just one second. You know, this is kind of what we're going to be doing here, guys. Oh, <laughs> in Oregon? Be prepared, no. Oregon, all you followers but... of Ronaldo. Ronaldo will tell you what you need to do in next. In County. So, so they uh, started building a, a little city. And Bhagwan, at that time, decided, you know what, I'm going to start a, uh, a vow of silence. And um, Sheila, I want you to be my only interface with the world. He basically told her, do whatever you need to do to make this city flourish. And even if you need to murder, even if you need to uh, just do whatever you need was to Was he do. that prescriptive? Was, that, did he, was he that? He, he just let it go. He, right. he just like left it in her hands, but basically said, do whatever you need to do. So he just kind of sat in the corner? And... Uh, he, yeah, he, well, sort of. He kind of like just sat and enjoyed his, uh, his, his wealth. The... Because when people were coming in, they were, they were donating like huge amounts of money to, to him. How many Rolls Royces did he have? Um, ninety six at one point. Hmm. Wow! I stop it. Yeah. He... <laughs> so his followers wanted to get him two hundred and sixty five, so he'd have one for every day of the year. Um, you mean three sixty five? Two three. Yeah. It depends on whose calendar you're yeah, using. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don's year is know. a little bit shorter than ours. Don is 75, just so you guys don't know that. He's 75 and Don The nice thing about his calendar, though, is he gets to celebrate Christmas Christmas more often than we do. And And he has more vacation days. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Point taken. Anyway, (laughs) he he loved his Rolls Royces. um, It was kind of a, for him, like a a hobby, collection hobby. Mm -hmm. And and he, he drove a different one every day. And there was kind of a... Not a ritual, but one of his the ways he greeted everybody every day was to drive up this one road, and everybody would be standing by the side of the road waving at him, and and he just loved that. Um, and he and he even he talked to Sheila. He talked to Mahan and Sheila. He didn't talk to anyone else. You picture an Indian guy with a not a turban, but a um, like the Sikhs wear. Sikhs, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was ra- it yellow? Kind of. No, actually, it was actually sometimes it was. Silks Their colors and, were red. Yeah, they. That's that's right. Everybody, everybody in this group had to wear orange or red or something, and to kind of uh, emulate some Indian monastery tradition. And and he himself was in some kind of red or purple or orange. He usually had really extravagant materials like silks, and, and he would always have really expensive watches. But uh, he he wanted to be bathed in in riches. It was everybody's, all of his followers, you know, greatest desire to to provide him with it. Um, 
that lady that well, sorry, Sheila. Sheila, yeah. Yeah, she was like a force of nature. Like yeah. I remember watching the documentary and I mean she when she set her mind to something, it just got done. Oh yeah. And he almost didn't I don't think he wanted a lot of the stuff that she did. I just think that she yeah. just did it because she wanted it. Yeah, yeah. She she was the leader of that religion for uh, for the the time that she was his executive secretary, he was basically like Ronaldo is. Yeah, except Ronaldo drove a 1980 Toyota Corona. <laughs> corona or Corolla? <laughs> <No>, corona. <laughs> <laughs> did did he have a bunch of them? <laughs> admit I did not think this confession thing would go anywhere. I, I really no, didn't I, expect it to be that popular, but we have gotten quite a few. Well, so all right, people want peace. They want to get exactly. stuff off their chest, you know. Yeah, people want to get stuff off their chest yeah. and if, for sure. And if you want to send in a confession, we may or may not read it, but um, it may just be helpful to to release that burden from your soul and get it off your chest. So you can email bishop at thenicecult.com and we will receive those and you may or may not be uh, absolved of your sins yeah some people <laughs> some people uh emailed gunner at thenicecult.com i find that that's a little bit harder to do because it's not an er it's an ar in the name and so mm. um so i wasn't getting some of those those messages and some of those notes so <clears throat> bishop is probably the easiest one for you to do bishop at the nice com. it's b-i-s-h-i-p that was close that was really close <laughs> today's um i'm gonna start off with my own confession actually i have something that i need to get off my chest you guys may not know this but i am not perfect what? Yeah, this is uh, this is hard. This is hard for me but not to be. Afraid. Bishop, can you actually absolve yourself? I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to look to Daddy, <laughs> to, to Daddy, Nathan, Daddy. Okay, no, okay. That's like I'll absolve picking myself. yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going through pictures, so I've been going through them on Ooh. my computer, cycling through, naming people, and putting all those on. And one person in particular, I one girl. Like, we were really good friends. And uh, as I was going through the pictures, I was like, why do I feel bad? I felt bad how I treated her when we last mm. were together. Oh. Like, yeah. she, she really liked me. And I was, like, I was just an ass mm. to her, rather than actually just whatever, being friendly. She was always over. And so I have lots of pictures of her. And uh, But the way that I treated her, and then just looking back, she's like, uh, yeah, I just treated her bad. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's good. I feel like I need to be absolved of that, but I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So just say, like, Angelina Jolie, I'm sorry. Angelina or... Jolie. <laughs> no, no, oh, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie's her name. She doesn't listen to this, okay, guys. I'm, I'm, anyway, I just want to say, I needed to get that off my my chest and just say, mm -hmm. man, I treated her bad, and I shouldn't have. Just like she wasn't worth anything. And maybe it was trying to get rid of her, but I could have done it a better way. Mm -hmm. All right, this is from Mrs. Q. Hmm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna even give a a, a state name on this or or anything or. A, a, uh, it sounds like she already did it. She already yeah. did it for us. So Mrs. Q says, about two weeks ago, 
I was minding my own business on Facebook when I got a nasty reply to one of my posts from my brother-in-law. Needless to say, I was hurt and I wrote him a letter that let him know how I felt and that I forgave him. When I explained everything that happened to my husband and read him the letter, he told me that my post was offensive and that the letter to my brother-in-law didn't say what I thought it did. Of course I let him know that I didn't appreciate him not backing me up, but it's been 13 days and he still hasn't apologized to me. I know that he's a big fan of the show and now that Bishop Gunner has a confession po potion? Portion. Oh, portion. Thank you. Confession potion? I want one. Sorry, my, my <laughs> glasses are fogging up. <laughs> Portion. Thank you. I thought that I would rat my husband out and tell you of his sin. I have put the letter that I wrote to my brother-in-law down below. Could you read it and then explain to my husband that he was that he is wrong? If you could also throw a bit of chastisement in his direction, I wouldn't complain. <laughs> we're, we're absolving one one person's guilt by condemning another. We'll see if we can't condemn everyone. <laughs> All right, let's listen to this letter. So it says, Did my post somehow offend you? Because I was shocked at your reply. It was just a bit of fun, that's all. Nothing to take seriously. I just wasn't expecting that reaction to my fun. The hurt. The anger that you caused by your reply. Reply to my joking? I'm not going to make a big deal of this. I'm going to just let it go not think about it anymore. This isn't going to affect our relationship in the slightest, unless you let it. Because as always, I remain unfathomably, unfathomably <laughs> yours. I can't say that word. Is that not unfathomably? Can you read this, Lauren? Tell me it's what it says. It's unoffendably. Oh, shit. <laughs> unfathomably. <laughs> unoffendably. Unoffendably. Yours. Because, as always, I remain unoffendably yours. Unoffendably. Dang it, that just doesn't sound yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm on her side. You know That's what? not a word. You're on her side? Yeah, on this one. You think that he did the wrong thing? No, well, I just think I, that he's not how to spell. No, 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 no. <laughs> she wrote this letter. Oh, oh, oh I She wrote it. this right. letter. So yeah. I, 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 but... Okay, so I have a question about this. When your spouse makes what you think is a mistake, do you are you supposed to back them up a hundred percent, or do, what? What should you do? You should, I, I think you should talk to them. Maybe not send an email to some podcast. Well, that's exactly what you should do. <laughs> no, you should always. You should always. No, but, send but he to, wasn't backing uh -huh. her up. No, no, no. Uh, you, so you're you're saying he was not backing her up, and you're saying yeah, is that bad that he didn't back yeah, her up? Is, that he is, said that should she have, should he have just been like you're right, honey? No, I, I think you should give them the benefit of the doubt more than the benefit of the doubt. You should, unless there's a unless there should be the bishop, unless there's something without that is really yeah, unless it's harmful, you can. You should. You can let it go. You can let it go. Yeah. And and this is your opinion that it's wrong. It could be that you're wrong. 
Me so so I've noticed is, in your life that you've let a lot of things go. You guys, yeah, I think <laughs> including your belt. No. <laughs> no, this is this is this one hits hard to home. Like this one, like the way that she reacted and stuff. Because at some point you got to think like, what was it that she posted and why? And you can see in the in the in the email how sorry, Miss Keel, Miss Keel, you you seem very. It didn't seem like you really forgave this person. It seemed like you were just spouting off stuff because even in here, your U's and everything are capitalized as saying like, it's all you. It's all it's all yeah. putting the blame on someone else and saying, I've already let go. I don't feel like you did. No, if, if she's going to send this, I don't think she's let go. And then and then also yeah. saying, hey, I think I was right. My husband is wrong. It's another thing is putting that blame on someone. I think ultimately the sin is... Not really letting it go. Yeah, I think that's right. It's not. It, it's fine. I find that the best things, and and again, why the confession? Why the confession is the best thing about this is being able to tell someone, hey, you know what? I know I made a mistake. I'm sorry, and that's better for you than proving that you were right. Hmm. Mm. So how many Hal Ronaldos should uh, <laughs> Mrs. Should Q? Mrs. Q, um, she she needs to do twelve. <laughs> and then how about him? Um, you know, uh, the the brother that or the 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 husband that he has to do at least twelve as well. Okay. <laughs> twelve. Yeah, I think she's fair. Twelve I think, each. I think for the sake of their relationship, they need to do them together. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's that make this. Help. Let's make this yeah. a marriage building thing. Uh, and Hill Ronaldo together. 12 times should we and when you kiss each other make sure that you thank ronaldo every kiss <laughs> <laughs> if you were if, if you're making love don't scream around all those names <laughs> and it's not good for relationships um so so she she developed a, a very strict like schedule for everybody. She um, she managed the PR for the group. Whenever visitors came in, she would like give them the tour. And yeah, she she had full control of the group. She was extremely jealous anytime any other woman like started ex- uh, exercising influence or power. What about the men? Well, part part of this this group's um, philosophy is that women are closer to enlightenment than men, and consequently, women were better able to to lead. Which happens to be true, I think. Yes, unfortunately, but we don't talk about our imperfections on this podcast. So, given she... this insight, I need to change mm-hmm. my verdict on the bishops. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> the confession. Sorry, uh, Miss Q, Mrs. Q. You're in you the are, right. You are in the right. <laughs> Thanks for putting that straight. Uh, good. You are welcome. So they, they, they wanted to be able to grow their city. They wanted to have influence in in the government, and um, uh, so they wanted to to incorporate their city as a city. And to get votes for the county, they gathered homeless people from like Portland and cities around and offered them drugs and and shelter and you know, just moved them in so that they could vote 
for them. I to, love to this get, idea. So they could incorporate <laughs> their, their city. and Because they had, yeah. like, they were trying to outnumber the yeah. votes in the city council. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it worked. Um, and then, you know, after they were done, then the of the homeless, the ones that were, you know, tame and, and would would help out could stay, but the... The rowdier ones or the ones that were out of control were shipped back to Portland. Sent back to the surrounding um, communities, which made the um, the little towns around them even more angry. The communities banded together and created a, an organization called Thousand Friends of, of Oregon in an effort to disincorporate Rajneesh Param, which is the name of the city that they were building, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to. To ship them out, just to get rid, get them, get rid of them, get them to pack up and go. What was going on with the city that was bad? Um, this is a whole new city, right? Well, they were exerting influence on the little communities too. They they were setting up restaurants and meeting houses and stuff like that. It was so, it's kind of like I love Indian food, man. Yeah. But they had some good restaurants. Well, there, this maybe. this town was basically farmers, yeah, and just rural people, and then. These people dressed in red mm-hmm. that voted on one in one block just took over or bo- mm-hmm. voted all together, yeah. took over basically the whole city. So they're right right outside the city, and now they're taking over their city. So I could see how that they would be uh, feel like they're being inundated. There you know? were some uh, there were some instances uh, in the. Uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints history that kind of mirror a little bit of this. Are you talking about Nauvoo? Nauvoo, Illinois, different things like that because they vote as a block. And, uh, I mean, they were in a state that was either free or slave and a slave state, and that was a huge deal. And there's a lot of political things going on because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you get this whole bunch of people in that vote as one block, and they've got some interestingly new uh, religious beliefs and it's it's hard it's hard on the neighbors mm-hmm. it is not yeah. not not that I'm saying you know they they should should have driven them out or anything but it, it's it they is did hard. drive them out though <laughs> well yeah in the morning case they did yes but in this case something else happened right oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know <laughs> we'll find out yeah so they were also growing like crazy. They were getting people in from all over the world, and mm-hmm. they worked them in uh, into immigration by creating temporary unions with other members. They would go to some some city somewhere, some random place, and get a marriage license and get married there and pretend to live together for a couple months, and then then they would move back and be and be whoever they wanted and be with whoever they wanted. So they were skirting immigration laws, kind of like they were in in India. Um, I don't know if they used the same tactics, but it made uh, officials nervous, yeah. Uh, If I were the sheriff of the town, would I get a Rolls Royce? (laughs) 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 This was kind of small potatoes. Um, compared to like like what they they did next to preserve their their city and city's incorporation, to prevent votes from the from the neighboring towns, Sheila sent people into their restaurants where they had salad bars, and had them like sprinkle chemicals all over the salad. It was um, some kind of it was uh, 
botulism or it was, it was or salmonella salmonella yeah and and like hundreds of people got salmonella poisoning uh, and they did that to keep them from going to the voting booths to um, not to try to kill them or anything like that. And it, wasn't this the largest case of poisoning? It was the, biological the first warfare. case of biological warfare in the U.S. Huh. And, and yeah, the largest by far. Um, I, I even think now, they're discounting think. all those blankets given to uh, certain Indian tribes. <laughs> in the miners, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah, that would yeah. that would be more than a hundred people dying. Well, that wasn't intentional. So a hundred people no, it died. Wasn't, oh, it wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. A hundred people died from the salmonella po- no, poisoning. No, just got no, sick. Okay. Yeah, there was one politician that uh, was very outspoken against them, and she tried to get him assassinated. And. Didn't they have because there were such there was so much friction between that community and the native community, and then these people mm-hmm. moving in that they both kind of had their own like militias patrolling the mm-hmm. streets. Yeah, and these guys, the Rashnishes, would I mean they had pickup trucks with guys with assault rifles just roaming the streets mm-hmm. trying to keep the peace. Peace, <laughs> quote unquote. Yeah. They, yeah, they did. They were heavily armed. And that made, you know, people even more nervous to have to deal with them because they would they would fight. Bogwan's doctor and one of his girlfriends, it seemed like they were conspiring against against um, Bogwan and trying to get him out of the picture. They convinced him that um, he should commit suicide. Sheila had wiretapped the Bogwan's facility and bunch of buildings actually and she overheard the um, him talking to his doctor and asking his doctor what is the are there any chemicals that someone can take to end their life with dignity and and the doctor gave him some um, ideas and and Sheila was alarmed and she felt like the the doctor was trying to trying to get Bogwan out of the picture mm-hmm. and so she had one of her own secretaries at, on the day that the the poison was going to be administered while Bogwan Rashnish was was talking to his people intending it to be the last time um so she he was started not, talking again. he started talking yeah Sheila's um secretary went behind the doctor and and stabbed him with a with a needle to try to assassinate him mm-hmm a needle full of full of uh, some something. I'm not sure what. Yeah, whatever the drug was. Yeah. A drug. Okay. Right after that, Sheila and her personal contingent left. They fled, and Bogwan was ended his vow of silence, and called the press and said that Sheila was uh, had turned on him, that she was a traitor, and that she deserved death. And, and all those things that they thought that he commanded her to do, yeah. he just put it on. He, he just said that she was acting alone yeah. and poisoning, yeah. trying to poison people, trying to. So he's the she, one that told everyone that she that the poison yeah, was from yeah. her. She yeah she 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 got she became the scapegoat for everything that happened, and I think it was intended that way. That I think anyone who took the role of Bhagwan's executive secretary took that on as well 
the responsibility or the uh, the scapegoatism. That's I, I just want to say that's kind of interesting to go from. I want to kill myself too. It's all your fault, and I'm back in charge. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, it's, that's very interesting. It is interesting, but did she go to Germany right away? Yeah, I'm. I'm not familiar with where she, where she went. I know that she just tried to escape, to get yeah. out of the U.S. to not be charged with any of these yeah. crimes. And she she spoke to the press, and at least in Germany, told them to defend her own position, telling them that Bogwan told her to do whatever it takes to make their city grow. And and Bogwan was saying she didn't tell me any of this. I didn't even learn about any of this until after she was gone. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, also, she's she wiretapped my home, and she... Um, she stopped me from committing suicide. How dare she? <laughs> so Bhagwan gave the FBI, uh, encouraged them to sift through all of her recordings to gather dirt against her. And they wanted to also get rid of Bhagwan Rashnish and... Um, we're gathering information about that as well. You don't invite the FBI yeah. to investigate your cult. Basically, the lesson learned there. So they, they gathered evidence about, about Sheila's doings, enough to incriminate her, but they also gathered a bunch of evidence against Rush Nish that they indicted him on. They were going to come and arrest Bhagwan, and there was a, t- a huge tension building up because he knew that, that the residents of Bhagwan Rashnish were armed and that they would they would defend him to the death. So they gathered like a small force of armed uh, police to go in and they uh, strategized like to strike all at once so that it was so there wasn't any ch- time to react. Uh, meanwhile Bhagwan and and a bunch of his close uh, closer higher-ups um, got on some jets, some personal jets, and took off. They were going to leave the country. The FBI intercepted them in, like, Pennsylvania or something and uh, arrested them on the tarmac. And then they they paraded... Um, they went the wrong way. Yeah. Well, they, they had to refuel. Yeah, but go to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. They should have done. <laughs> yeah, that, they, they went the maybe. wrong way. Well, they were in Oregon. They could have gone to Canada. Yep. Could have gone to Canada, could have gone to Mexico. But they were going to go somewhere where they were going to go to Europe. couldn't have been extradited. Well, you know, South American like country of some sort. or something like that. Cuba. Yeah. Might have been good. Anyway, so the, so the FBI perp-walked Bogwan, like on a kind of a criminal tour of every big, every big penitentiary between... Uh, the, the airport that they caught him at and Oregon. So they were just trying to, like, show and, off that they Tim caught him. Because it had been all over the news. Yeah, yeah, this was something that was covered by by all the networks. They were showing off, yeah, we, we caught him. And, and Bogwan was, was pretty um, frail. And his lawyer worked out a uh, Alford plea that basically said, you won't have to do any more time if you just, if we can deport you back to... India. They gave him some kind of con- contingency sentence. I think it was if he didn't like follow the rules, then he'd have to be incarcerated. But he just went back to Pune. The people who were in the town either went to, went back to India to follow him, or they dispersed the town of Rajanish Puram. That's a ghost town now, basically. 
Yeah. Well, no, it's actually not. I'll, I'll just I'll just say. It. What so about all uh, this Rolls Royces? Who gets uh, those? I'm sure the government just prepossessed him or something. But he, yeah, he went back to Osho. Pune. He took on the the title of Osho because he didn't feel like he was Bogwan anymore. And his last three years, he he spent giving like lectures and things like that, like he used to do, until he finally died of heart failure in 1990. Though it was alleged that. By some that he was poisoned in the in the prisons that he was in that caused him to get weaker, and some that his do- own doctor poisoned him, and that's how he died. Rajneeshpuram became that that town. It, its purpose at the time of the last uh, documentary I heard was a kind of a, a teenage rehabilitation center or self improvement place. Which is also kind of culty. Which is also we should kind of cover culty. that one. Yeah, we should. Sometime. I really think he didn't die from heart failure, or, or the cause wasn't from the doctor. It was from all the STDs he got, <laughs> 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 from all the free loving. <laughs> yeah. Well, the neighbors would complain like people were having sex on a like a bridge or oh, on, yeah. in the field, and they're. You could hear them scream, like moaning and um, that kind of stuff, and yeah, it was they, just like the, the na- all the neighbors were complaining about them. They did that. Their their culture was kind of have sex in public. It's just fine. Okay, that's so, wild. Yeah. So the teachings, um, it, they were kind of informal. He liked to joke around, and they changed it over time, but. Some of the ones that stood out are as... Check his, and check. Yeah, <laughs> it's his philosophy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he borrowed from a lot of other um, Asian philosophies and, and then some, some Western no. ones. Um, but with a, with a focus on sexual liberation. Check. Check for after today. Check. Yeah. He, he taught that everyone was the Buddha. Like Buddha lived in everyone. And everyone was capable of enlightenment, love, and uh, the the ability to respond instead of react to events that happen to them. That uh, psychological repression leads to obsessions, like you know, sexual repression, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. It leads to a society that's obsessed with sex. Um, I assume you could use that with pretty much everything, drugs, sure, and, yeah. and, and rock and roll. Right? Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> obsessed with rock and roll. If you're saying that they're... No. If no. you repress it, then everyone gets obsessed saying, with it. So. We've all seen Footloose. Yeah. We know what happens if yeah. you repress something that... I know. Yeah, just the evils of rock and roll. Yeah, and, and his focus wasn't that people should like flaunt their, their sexuality just that they should accept it uh let's see there are a couple more things um meditation is a state of awareness that needs to be maintained every moment it became like a, a way of life different methods of psychotherapy were used to create awareness of mental and emotional patterns he he actually knew a lot he had a lot of uh a lot of insight into psychology he was a philosophy major in college yeah i think his I think his views were good. I think it's when they were just taken to the extreme and he just kind of washed his hands yeah. of running the place and gave yeah. it to this power-hungry person in, in, in Sheila mm-hmm. that it became it became a problem. And until then, I don't think it really was. In fact, I wouldn't mind living next to him. Yeah. 
I mean, with the free sex and yeah. the drugs. No, I'm just kidding. My neighbors already complain about that. I say, I think that <laughs> most cult leaders are intelligent or super intelligent. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that yeah. it's something that someone that's not so intelligent can really pick up. Yeah, and, it, and he had a, a really interesting impact on people. They he, he had a, a kind of a charisma that they, they kind of destroyed a person's defenses, just kind of blew him down because they were because he was like open and he was always like smiling and he had his hands in a namaste pose and he would just look at someone and then just like mentally hug them yeah, and they was would just of, melt. Yeah, that was one of the things that kind of got me is and I wondered how it would feel because people were really moved by it where mm-hmm. he would like he would do an appearance and then people would people would gather around and he would like just like look at each person. Yeah, and, and just like, smile at them. And uh, then and people would be like, "Oh my gosh, he looked at me and I felt so amazing." Yeah. And it's called it's your never mind. <laughs> we won't get into that one. Nathan, when you looked at me, I felt something. Did you? I felt something yeah, I totally. too. A little uncomfortable, yeah. a little excited. <laughs> it was weird but exciting at the same time. <laughs> I, I just wonder where that look is going. I felt Ronaldo staring at me through those deep blue eyes. That's why I usually wear sunglasses. Like. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, last thing. Um, he had a set of commandments, uh, Rajneesh's Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, One, never obey anyone's command unless it is coming from within you also. I like that. I like that too. Two, there is no God other than life itself. It's interesting. Three, truth is within you. Do not search for it elsewhere. Four... It's near my yeah. left kidney. No, there it That's is. where the truth is in me. Four, love is prayer. Five, uh, to become a nothingness is the door to truth. Nothingness itself is the means, the goal, and attainment. My dad has a really hard time with that kind of meditation, mm-hmm. the nothingness meditation. Yeah. Really yeah. has a hard yeah. time with no, that. No, I do too. It's like Deepak Chopra kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, not I into mean, Deepak. He just doesn't pro- do it's it It's probably me. based on a lot of the same, mm-hmm. the same philosophies. Let's see, six, life is now and here. Yeah. So it's just present. Being the present. Yeah. yeah. Uh, seven is just like a live wakefully. Uh, eight, uh, a do not, I'm sorry, this is seven actually. Eight, uh, seven, do not swim, float. I guess that means... Mm, I don't know if I like that one. I don't know. No, I don't think it's about actually swimming. I think it's about it's saying it's saying don't struggle through life, just let it flow on by. Yeah. And I think that you need a little bit of struggling sometimes. Kind of I think those that kind of is opposite of what he was saying in the previous one. Yes it is. Don't argue with me, Thor. Okay. Okay, no. Say, let me take off my sunglasses so you can look into my eyes now. Ooh. <laughs> Ronaldo. Yeah. Eight. She is shaming me. Yeah, eight is die each moment. Yes, die each moment. So that you can be new each moment. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, and okay. then ten. Do not search that which is, is. Stop and see. So it's basically just observe everything and don't. Don't interpret something about it that isn't there. I don't know. I'm gonna interpret those Ten Commandments right now. Guys, <laughs> I just think the yeah, I think they're so 
they're so weird. They, uh, I, they're kind of vague. Yeah. yeah. Guys, can I tell you how I really feel about this, or will you no, be offended? No, I will be. Go ahead. I, I, I'm done. Horseshit. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, listen to the, that. The second to last one. D- do not believe in <laughs> die each moment. Die each moment. What new bullshit is this? No, it's it's honestly it's like going to. Have you ever been to one of those conventions? The ones where they're like, this is going to teach you how to be like achieve whatever it is that you need to achieve, and and you get in there and you're all like worked up or something, and they always say, do not try the the, the, the that's Yoda the Yoda yeah but they say the Yoda one yeah, they I've say it in every single one mm-hmm. I went to one of those conventions and every single person he's like do not try uh, succeed or or you fail or whatever the hell there is no try yeah. there's only do, do, or, do or do not, not. and everyone yeah, that no said there was one person that didn't and this guy was actually smart because I had met him before I was like man that guy's actually smart but everyone else it was luck that made it to that point it wasn't like. I've been working on, I've, I've been doing this for years, I've been doing all this. It was like, they they had the product, they lucked out, and then they came up with some bullshit philosophy that explained how they got it. Well, I just believed in myself enough. Yeah, you believe in yourself a lot. That's part of it. But I think that at least 80% of what's happening is luck. Yeah. Well, you had this one um, teaching that was very... I don't know, kind of, kind of vague bullshit um, guru teaching, and it was that uh, master and disciple communication could be done without words. You know that there was a, a mystic communication that can be had between the, the the guru and and his disciple, so that they they commune without words, and you know it's kind of um, kind of woo woo. You don't think Ronaldo does that to each one of us? <laughs> Every day. Now, with Ronaldo, this is true, yeah. but with everyone, everyone else, else, it's a bunch BS. of BS. Well, like, honestly... <laughs> yeah, after after a while, he had even admitted that was... Yeah, that, that's, that wasn't real. In fact, I was really joking, you know, when people <laughs> called him out on it. <laughs> so. uh, there you go. And really, those things are used... They're, they're, they're just vague enough, and they sound mm. like they could be something important yeah. that they uh, that someone could be easily fooled by it and think oh man this guy is so deep listen if you guys are smart listen to ronaldo okay <laughs> listen to the the and teachings okay no, 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 no we're gonna yeah. stop i'm gonna i'm gonna counter the the words about india i've i've got some friends in india and, and they have sent me pictures and and told me about their <clears throat> their neighborhoods and things like that. It, it it is a great place. It is. It's, it's probably got its its ghettos and. Um, it does. Yeah, I mean, it definitely but, does. I'm but looking at the photos, so, it should probably wear a lot more clothes. Um. So I, I work at work with a bunch of people <laughs> from Guatemala <laughs> and Guatemala. When I talk to them, like I can see there because we are video conferencing and everything looks great. Like, see there there their houses and it's it's like they have video games they've got everything that we have and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then i i start talking to them about what's really going on in their country and what it's like they're like oh no it's like it may look nice here and there are beautiful things and all the pictures they send are just fantastic and everything but it is like if you've seen those movies with like the slums where everything's like Mm -hmm. a tin like just like those tin roof things that are the sides Mm -hmm. of it and everything Mm -hmm. 
it's just like massive communities like that. It is yeah. so, it's third world. I don't know if we call yeah. it that anymore. Developing, right. whatever. Gunner. They said that they've gone downhill. And that's what, that's what I, okay, anyway. Gunner, Nate, Nathan and I know about those kind of communities. Okay. But the thing is, it's <laughs> yeah. just yeah. funny. And he, there's like saying like, oh, this is, no, the job that they have is really, really good. Mm-hmm. They? Yeah. And yeah. they're getting, you know, less than half of what we mm-hmm. get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're just like, but everyone around them is like across the street. It's like extreme slum. poverty slum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they're like, I won't even walk across the street. Mm. Yeah, I at this time while we're talking about India, we were talking about Guam, and now we're talking about India again because I want to give a little shout out to to Bollywood, which yeah. I think has a product that's. Kind of fun. Thor, it is fun. You guys are about to lose a member from this cult. Bollywood is the worst. I oh, that's I half of our club one day. Bollywood. <laughs> Thor's gone for something else, and I'm gone. Looks like Nathan and Don are the only ones left. The good, the bad, and the culty. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. All right, so where are the good things? Well, he's got Ten Commandments. I like that. I think <laughs> I haven't seen a list of Ten Commandments that couldn't be improved. Well, Nathan, yeah. you just set yourself up there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Which is why our Ten Commandments... Do we want to take... Oh, no, we're not going to taking on stuff. They had this beautiful land... In Oregon, was it Oregon, Washington? It's the, Oregon. 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 Gorgeous. And making their own city there that they could practice their religion. I actually think that, that should, people should be able to do that yeah. here. Because I, I, I agree with that. They should have just moved further out. Yeah. yeah, get a charter for a city and don't put yourself on another city. Okay, what I like is he had a nice fall guy. Yeah, it's oh, always that's important. Yeah, had, uh, that's good. Have someone yeah. you can blame. Yeah, have yeah. someone you can blame. Someone who's vocal and opinionated. Someone who wants to take charge. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then you do it. <laughs> Am I the fall guy? I'm fine. You guys can put me as a fall guy. But if I'm going to fall for something, it better be good. Yeah, well, we've got nothing to fall for right now. But <laughs> I like, really? I like yeah. meditation aspect of that. I, I, I just don't like their, uh, their form of meditation. I'm not a big yeah. fan of that. So They weren't abusive of their own members so much. No, no, there was a part, and I, and I neglected to mention it. Part of their experimental phase involved, like, actual violence during their meditation, where they would beat each other up. Yeah, I don't like their form of meditation. That wasn't, that wasn't so good. I, it, also, the, the sex thing, could you say no? Everybody's will was respected. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. And the, during during the the experimental med- meditation, there were some rumors that like rape and stuff had happened there, mm-hmm. but I I got the impression it wasn't the norm. Okay, good because like if I were a part of that, I'd feel really bad because I know I'd be rejected a lot. And <laughs> what? You'd be lined up. I just want it to be a bad thing to reject someone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, that's the good. The bad. 
All right, guys. Having sex oh. in the fields and on the bridges. No. Uh, you know. I mean, just maybe. No, just not right next. This is why I say go into another community and you can do that shit. Yeah, I think you should be able to on your property if you want to, like, you know, in your sauna or. On your bridge. On your Saunas, bridge. <laughs> it's a little hot. Yeah. It's like you just don't last very long because you, you're almost passed Sometimes out. Sometimes that's a good thing, too. I guess so. No, I, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I think the. Uh, I think the money. I know that at the beginning he was saying, oh, yeah, you know, he wanted all this money and wanted everything, but like, did that really? Was that like, did that really help him? Cause yeah, he because he wanted to commit suicide. Well, he was so, he was old. He was frail. He's probably having some health problems. And then he had this busybody that was basically taking yeah, over, but, and mm-hmm. and he was just kind of tired. He was like, okay, just let her. I'll die. Let me die. And then she pushed mm-hmm. things, and he's like, oh, whatever, get out of here. So I think having all that all that stuff and all those Rolls Royces was a bad thing. Because it wasn't giving him something to work towards. Yeah, yeah he, I could agree just, with that. He just got everything handed to him. Exactly. Like, when you work for it, it means a whole lot more than when it's just handed to you. Yep. How about bad uh, that they tried to poison yeah. neighboring towns? Bio- no. Bioterrorism no. isn't great. Bioterrorism, no, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're it, probably right, Nathan. But probably not. Reluctantly, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, if it helps you win an election, that's uh, that's borderline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just start a start a community that's further away, the way that you don't have to do that. Yeah, and then her Sheila's um, bugging all the buildings yeah. in the in that the commune. So good. Really, I thought that was well, kind of bit smart. Bugging and yeah, stabbing. That's smart for her, and, but yeah. yeah. Stabbing the doctor. Yeah. yeah. Um, I expected a lot more deaths in this one, to tell you the truth. Yeah, that didn't have a lot of deaths. Like, I thought that, like, the town this was going to be, disappointed. like... This is a sex I, No, I'm just... Like, you really cult. wanted this, there to be more I deaths really, in this one. No, it's good, actually. It's good. Callie will listen to this one. She doesn't like the ones with death. Where uh-huh. there's deaths or rapes, and I didn't see any of that. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of death. But there um, was a lot of rape. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the rumors about that were just individuals. It wasn't like condoned or anything like that. Yeah. Um, voter voter manipulation's not good. Um, oh, I did think it was brilliant though. It, I think that smart. in some cases it's all right. I I'm kind of torn on this one right. because like honestly, if you have a group of people where you're going in and you all believe something, it's hard to say. You know what? Just because you guys all believe this, it doesn't happen. Well, it's that they imported people who that's they just where, gave that's food where the bad to. Game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Well, they were they were helping homeless people. They gave them a chance to integrate into society and have a home and only the ones who really rejected that didn't you know it didn't work for so that was i i think that was kind of good yeah but the voter manipulation i think yeah. can be yeah, yeah i i consider it to be brilliant but also unethical Varied. so what's uh what are some of the sometimes i have a hard time distinguishing good and brilliant, you know what? What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> what was yeah? Took yeah, it's, a lot like, of it's like if it's brilliant, it must be good, right? Oh, oh, maybe not. Building a cult, and now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. What are we taking on? 
I, I think the ten suggestions might be a good idea, Nathan. Didn't we get that from something else, though? I don't I mean, know, was, but we haven't acted on it. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we can we can put that on. If we Especially take ten suggestions, then maybe next time we need to affirm what those suggestions are. Okay, okay. I think that's an assignment. We each come up with with one or two of them. Wait, we're not there's four do of a us. Meditation or something. Should we do the four we suggestions could, could or the, the four, eight suggestions? The f- That'd be two each or f- one each. I think the eight suggestions. The eight, two yeah. each. Yeah. Okay. 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 Two suggestions each. We come up two with them suggest- by the next. I can tell is the name you suggestions, or should we call it something different? Oh. The two, the the eight what? platitudes. No. Reprimands. The, the eight. Um, I, you know, one of mine's going to be something like. Curry always makes it better. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> curry. No, we're going to go think, hard, think hard about it because these are. I mean, we're <laughs> our followers are going to live by these. It's okay. a good question, though. Is it a suggestion or is it to. is it advice? Yeah. Is it, what is, are, it? is it a rule, a commandment? We'll have to. I think we need to decide that maybe by next time. Okay. Is there anything else we want to take on from this? No. We already got our compound yeah. going, so out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, Nathan. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I like the the meditation part. We could have a, a Ronaldo meditation, right? Yeah, it, I I yeah, not that kind of meditation though. Maybe the well, we we did talk about doing. What is a when you do a hail Ronaldo? What no. is that? The hail? Oh, what does that entail? We didn't go over what that entails. Yeah, yeah are, um, you get beads so, and you like okay, hail Ronaldo. No, I think we're gonna that, make it. That could be a meditation. We're gonna make it. Do we want to add beads? I don't think that. No, we not beads. Them. I think we just want to make it simple. I think we should. We should offer a candle that has Ronaldo's face on it, like the Jesus candles you get at the botanicals. <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> Yes, we should. Uh, you just like that. <laughs> you like, and it's. Isn't there maybe another cult that has candles? So maybe that there's a lot of cults okay, that have well, candles. We'll, 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 we'll do that in another. We'll take one. that under advisement. Um, maybe. Okay. Um, may, maybe it's uh, the, the the chance. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. a chance. Um, something some simple like. Ronaldo is pure. Ronaldo is life. <laughs> Ronaldo is nice. Yeah, Ronaldo's nice. Ronaldo is nice. Ronaldo is nice. Nice is the way. Uh, so, Ronaldo is nice. He guides me through my path. My path is the right. My path I, is the I nice. I will bring home the Ronaldo rice. Ronaldo is nice. <laughs> I will bring home the rice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We'll figure out. We need to figure out something. We'll, we need to we'll put a little bit more chance. effort. You don't have it. to think twice. <laughs> Ronaldo is nice. <laughs> This is a reminder that on October 14th, we have our Chicken Nugget Chick-fil-A Day. After sundown on the 14th, go to Chick-fil-A and remember, remember about the Way Down Cult. And thank you, Megan, for bringing that to us and giving us something else that we can take on. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult!
Do 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 do